Welcome to the Direct Snap Dads podcast, where we cover the best in football. And now your hosts, Tyson and Luke Randall. Hey everybody, welcome to the Direct Snap Dads podcast. My name is Luke Randall and I am joined by my brother, Tyson. Tyson, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. It's a cold January day and we're here to talk some football. And I'll tell you what, we're excited, but we're also kind of bummed out because this is going to be our second to last podcast before the great big off season. Uh, that's fast approaching. Yeah, it's crazy that the season's almost over. And uh, just so all you listeners out there know, uh, we will stop after next week after we review the Super Bowl. Uh, but we'll we'll check in periodically throughout the off season and then get going once again when the next year or the 2019 season kicks off. Fantastic. So let's get down to the Pro Bowl. Kind of a lame game this year. What, what was the final score on that? So the AFC ended up winning 26-7. to <laughs> That doesn't sound like a good game at all. No, it wasn't. It was a rainy game in Orlando, a, a game of two-hand touch pretty much. I don't really blame them. You know, Sean Taylor wasn't there, so... <laughs> 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 So it was it was pretty uh you know hands off there were a few tackles here and there but most most of it you know they would just kind of grab the person and the ref would blow the whistle and it'd be the play would be over. Uh one f- kind of funny thing from the game I noticed that the NFC All-Star offensive line still can't protect Russell Wilson. That man cannot get a break. <laughs> No, he, he can't be protected. I don't know if it's just him or what. <laughs> I don't know. That the AFC defense kept getting to him and I'm I'm just thinking, man. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I was told that uh, Saquon and Camaro were playing some defense, huh? Oh yeah, it was it was pretty crazy actually seeing them. They were just out having fun. You know, it's meaningless game. Everyone's just out there having fun. Camaro was actually playing defensive end for a little while just having fun, and he was kind of bowling over some of the offensive linemen and stuff. It was, <laughs> it was pretty funny. Uh, Patrick Mahomes and Jamal Adams ended up winning the the MVPs of uh, the game. So I don't know how they split up who got that car, but... <laughs> <laughs> so not the most exciting game, uh, but next week's game, or actually this Sunday... This is going to be an exciting game. Yeah, let's get to the exciting game, man. Let's let's break this down and take a closer look at what we believe should be a good Super Bowl. I hope it doesn't disappoint, but you never know in today's day and age. <laughs> it's so true. It, it's funny because you'd always you'd think the Super Bowl would always be like the best game of the year, but sometimes it's a complete blowout one direction or the other. I just realized that the Broncos have been on the receiving end of both of the worst blowouts in Super Bowl history. Have you noticed that? They got destroyed by the 49ers in, I believe, 24, and then they got wrecked by the Seahawks, 43 to 8 and 55 to 10. I just realized they're on the receiving end of both of those, like, terrible blowouts. Yeah, don't don't forget the Redskins one where they beat them 42 to 10. Oh, man, three times they always come in to, I don't know what's going on. Sorry, Denver fans, but hopefully um, you guys will have a better season next year. But my goodness, that's grim. Okay, but we're not here to talk about the Broncos. We're here to talk about Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, and company going up against the Rams. You know, just kind of how it turns out, Tom Brady is, 
he's firing on all cylinders right now. He's pumping up the crowds that are gathering around for Super Bowl, and, you know, he wants another one, and he's pretty much told everybody, you know, this isn't going to be his last game either. Uh, So even if the Patriots end up winning, he gets six rings and becomes out of reach for anyone else to, you know, to overtake him. He's he's still going to go for a, a seventh one probably next season, so... I was watching an interview with him, and he says his goal is still 45. He still wants to play till he's 45. He might be able to do it. You never know. I mean, four more years. He's looking pretty good this year. He does look like he's seeing some ghosts. He's a little scared to get hit, but, um, I mean, understandably so, these young 20-year-olds coming through and destroying him. But, um, you know, he's he's so great, and he's done so well. I, he might be able to make it to 45, whether he'll be a starter for that We'll see, but <laughs> yeah, I I definitely think he'll make it till he's forty five. Whether or not he'll be as high of a performer as he is now, you know, yeah. we'll, we'll we'll wait to see that. But who knows? Maybe at forty five he'll be killing it and decide he wants to go till he's fifty. <laughs> I I think that I do think New England fans will continue to worship the ground he walks on the more he the more he plays. So. But, you know, good for him. He's doing great. It sounds like media day was quite interesting. The Patriots were their regular conservative, no straight answers kind of business. And the Rams were really loose, telling jokes and being silly, um, which may not be a good sign for them. (laughs) They need to come in serious. No, I mean, the Eagles, the Eagles came in loose last year and they beat them. But I'm a little more concerned. I was a little more confident in the Eagles than I am the Rams. But yeah, last year was kind of one of those games that, it just had a feeling, you know, the Eagles, it was about time for them to win one, you know, and they came in with the, you know, the dog mask. They're, they were the underdogs. They didn't really care. And I think that attitude really helped them. The Rams are kind of coming in uh, similar, you know, like with the underdog kind of mentality, even though I think they know that their team's probably better all around, at least on paper. And I think Um, that they're leveraging the blown call at the end of the Saints game to try and get them to be like, you know what, we do deserve to be here and we're going to win this game because everyone's mad at us and doesn't think we should be here, you know? Yeah, and I've thought more and more about that. Like, yeah, that call was horrible. The Saints probably should be in the Super Bowl. But at the same time, the Saints did not get the job done in overtime. They did have the ball. They, it's they true, and and yeah. I noticed that Breeze and and Peyton both have the winner's mindset. They whenever they were asked about the blown call, they would go back to their own mistakes, and that's what good players do. Is they're like, you know, we could have done this better and that, and I respect them for that. However, I think Mark Sessler off the Around the NFL podcast had a good idea. He thinks that they should institute instant replay on every type of play, including PI stuff only for the last either two minutes or the last five minutes of the game. I thought that was actually a pretty good idea because when there's championships on the line, I don't know what you listeners opinion is on that, but I think that in a championship game, maybe every play should be reviewable, whether throughout the whole fourth quarter, the last five minutes or the last two minutes so that we can avoid controversy like that in the future. Yeah, I actually listened to that podcast as well, and I I agree too. At least in the last two minutes, last because otherwise minutes. it gets too tedious. If it's if it's the whole game, every game, we're gonna lose. The NFL is gonna lose watchers because the casual watcher doesn't want to spend five minutes every thirty seconds reviewing <laughs> a play. You know, right? Yeah, but definitely in those critical moments when it really matters for a you know when a championship is on the line, they they should definitely make some room for 
you know, reviewing things a little more carefully. Absolutely. But here we are. The Rams are here. Whatever they are leveraging uh, against the Patriots, it's going to come down to what I believe will actually be a battle, not only of the wits of the coaches between um, Belichick and McVay, we're also looking at a battle of offensive line against defensive line, namely the inner defensive line. You've got Donald and Sue. Now, if Sue comes to play, if he steps it up a little bit, it's going to create big problems for Brady. Brady's passer rating is 65 when pressured from the middle. So that's, I mean, it's still 118 when pressured from the outside. He's all right with the outside pressure. It's that inner pressure that the Rams really need to bring. So if Donald and Sue are really on their game, it could change the outcome of this game. But obviously, I told you last week, and I'll stick with it, Patriots have this. I'll be surprised if the Rams pull out a win here. Yeah, I totally agree. Well, the one thing that Brady's been doing, just killing defensive line, you know, because like Joey Bosa on the Chargers, he's faced some good defensive linemen. Yeah. Uh, he just gets rid of the ball fast. And that's mm-hmm. how he's been avoiding getting hit. Got to give credit to the Patriots offensive line, one of the best in football. They they really protect Brady, not just him getting the ball out quick. Uh, that line's holding down for him. Yeah, um, and that's what that's will make it a good matchup. I, I really think Donald and Sue will have to play outstanding to make an impact on this game because they're going up against an excellent, excellent offensive line. And that's not the only trick in their bag, too. The Rams' defense is stacked. Like, their their backfield, you know, they've got Tlaib and Marcus Peters and all those guys as well. So, you know, they're not just a one-trick pony with the defensive line. They've got a good secondary and a good set of linebackers as well in there so the patriots are going to have to step it up as well uh got to give credit to that rams defense um i agree with you though i think the the patriots are going to win it just has that feel you know it just has that feel (laughs) yeah it does (laughs) they're confident they're upset about the loss last year you'd be hard pressed to see gronk and brady lose back-to-back super bowls um i i just can't see it happening yeah, I can't either. And I, I don't I don't know if I trust Jared Goff yet either. You know, I, I don't know if I can see that he's the youngest quarterback in Super Bowl history. He's twenty four. Yeah. Uh youngest starting quarterback in Super Bowl history. I don't know how well he's gonna hold things down. Um, I don't know if I trust him yet. I think the Patriots, you know, they've got the experience, you know, Brady Gronk. Uh, they've, they've got a, a multitude of guys who are experienced on that team. So I think that that's going to win out in the end. Yeah. You got Sony, Michelle, you got Edelman, Hogan, just a great attack all around and a decent defense. Their defense has been okay. And I think that they'll be fine against Goff and company. I, like I mentioned, I, I really, if I were to put a percentage on it, I'd say in my head, I feel like there's an 80% chance the Patriots win this game, 20% chance the Rams win it. I, I agree. I think this is going to be the kind of the wrapping up point. You know, not obviously not, it's not going to be the end of Brady, but of this 20 year span of Patriots dominance. You know, they started as the scrappy underdogs way back when, beat the Rams in the Super Bowl, who were heavy favorites. The Rams were, you know, they had the greatest show on turf, Kurt Warner, Isaac Bruce, all those guys. Patriots come in and shock them. 20 years later, the Patriots are now the master. (laughs) And the Rams here are this, I don't know if you could call them an apprentice. They're kind of a super team. But, uh, the, you know, the Patriots are in that position to 
you know, kind of wrap up what they started 20 years ago. I think it's it a is an interesting line. matchup in that sense that the Rams look like the bulky team on paper. However, you just know that the Patriots are going to scheme and their coaching is going to come out swinging. It's it it will be a good game, but I just I can't see Brady dropping back to back Super Bowls. I'd be I'd be surprised. Gronk has talked about retiring. We'll see if that actually comes to fruition. I don't know if the Patriots are willing to pay him the amount that I think he might think he deserves, or maybe that he deserves. But uh, I don't think they're going to cut him a check for $10 million next year. So he may be retiring, but then again, he absolutely loves football. So it's too early to say at this point, in my opinion. You know, he's been really reliable for the Patriots, minus injuries and stuff. He's, you know, he's definitely part of that Patriots lore. Uh, he probably deserves that money uh, for all he's done for that team. But at the same time, the Patriots aren't, you know, they don't really get sentimental when it comes to, to players. Except for, and their business decisions. <laughs> yeah, except for Brady, obviously, with Robert Kraft. But Bill Belichick probably wasn't. He's he's not sentimental about Brady, it seems like. <laughs> no, I think Brady would. I think Belichick would cut Brady if he needed to. Obviously, yeah. I think they have a good relationship. But, you know, it's business with Belichick. That guy's ferocious. So <laughs> right. we'll move into our next section now. Uh, we're going to <laughs> we're going to play a game here. Uh, for all you listeners out there. And I'll, I'll go ahead and explain what we're going to do. Uh, so what I'm going to do, I've got a, a random number generator set up here uh, between 1 and 52. I'm going to generate a random uh, digit, and we're going to take that Super Bowl number. The digit's going to represent a Super Bowl, and we're going to take turns guessing. We're going to test our memory, I guess, because we already know the Super Bowl is pretty well. Um, but we're gonna we're gonna guess that the the teams that played, what the score was, the final score of the game, and then who the MVP of the game was, and uh, we're gonna keep track of score. So every each one of those things, Luke will get a point or I will get a point for when we guess it right. Yes. So if you name the MVP, the score, and the teams, you get three points. If you only name the MVP and the score, you get two, and etc. So I think you guys will pick it up as we go. But uh, let's uh, have the honorary coin toss. Tyson, call it in the air. Heads. It is heads. So you can choose. Do you want to go first or second? Uh, I'll go second. Ah, I see how it is. Like baseball. You're the home team. Bat second. No, just kidding. All right. Well, let's generate a number. Let's go round one. We're doing five rounds, by the way. Okay. Oh, (laughs) you get an easy one to start out with. Super Bowl 29. Oh man, what was this one? I think it was, I better not, I'm not going to mess around here. I, I came to play 49ers and Chargers. Steve Young was the MVP. Final score was 49 to 26. By the way, we're not Googling these. We're not allowed to Google until after, or if we don't exactly know uh, what the answer was, we'll check after, but I am not referring to a screen now. So honor system. Yes, and I'm not either. So I got lucky. 29, that's a perfect start for me. Three points, I'll kick the field goal. All right. So now it's my turn. Uh, my number is 25. So mm. Super Bowl 25 was uh, the Giants and Bills. The Giants won 20 to 19. And, oh, man, the MVP. Can we steal points if the other guy knows it? Like... <laughs> Uh, you, you could probably guess for no points. Uh, okay, I'll let, let you do first. Let me take a guess. Um, was Jeff Hostetler the MVP? No, 
I think it was Otis Anderson. Number Otis 20. Anderson. I think he was the running back. Three to two right now. <laughs> Three to two right now. All right. All right, Luke. Your next Super Bowl is 45. Oh, I was worried about higher number ones. Oh man, this is where it gets this is where it gets tough for me. Oh man. I, I can nail the first 25. Um oh boy. 45 was this. So just so people know out there, uh, Luke and I had Super Bowl NFL films videos that we watched that covered Super Bowl 1 through 30 pretty well. So anything after Super Bowl 30 is a little foggy for us. <laughs> yeah, I, I know that it's there's there's I feel like it's one of these two matchups. So I'm going to have to pick one, but I think it's either the Steelers and Cardinals or the Steelers and Packers. Which one do you guess? Oh, I'm going to go with, let's see. I'm going to say the Steelers and Packers. Yep. That's who it was. I have no idea what the score was, and I'm going to guess that the MVP was Aaron Rodgers. All right, let's check it out. I think you're right on Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers was the MVP. Nice. And the final score was 31 to 25. Okay, yeah, I would not have got that. I, I didn't know that. So two points for me. I'm up to five. Yep. <laughs> Your turn. All right. Let's you you need okay. a three pointer here. All right. Super Bowl twenty eight. Ooh. Okay. So this was the Cowboys and Bills. The second time they met, uh, the the uh, score was thirty to thirteen, and James Washington was the. Oh, you got it. I thought you were going to say Troy Aikman, but it's James Washington. Didn't he have like two interceptions, one for a touchdown? Yeah, he had two interceptions. And this is one of those Super Bowls, like you think about like the Cowboys' dominance in the early 90s. The Bills were actually, you know, they were up at halftime. The Bills were looking really good in the first half of this Super Bowl. People thought they were finally going to do it, but the Cowboys destroyed them in the second half and ended up winning, so... Yeah, that was a sad day for Bills fans. Just sad. Fourth loss there. (laughs) To get to the Super Bowl four times is impressive, Buffalo fans. So we'll give you that. Yeah. So we're (laughs) currently tied five to five right now. Five. All right. Round three. Super Bowl two. (laughs) Oh, man. I know it's the Raiders and Packers. Boy, this could be tough. I'm going to guess that the MVP was Bart Starr. And um, I think the score was... 33 to 18, but I could be wrong. I think you're close. I think it was 33 to 33 to 14. Oh, that was a close point there. Nice. So I got two points. So you got two points for Super Bowl two. That was wow. An oldie, but a goodie. The second, second. I was so close on the score. I said 33, 18. I should should have known it's 33, 14. (laughs) The second Super Bowl win by the Packers, uh, Vince Lombardi. That was kind of the one that they named, started naming the trophy after him. So that Vince Lombardi trophy. And if you get a chance, check out the NFL Network series, The Timeline. There's one called Lombardi's Redskins. And it's about when Lombardi went to the Redskins for one year before he died. Really good documentary. That was it was it was amazing. There were a lot of things I didn't know, but check it out. The timeline, Lombardi's Redskins. It's on Amazon Prime. I'll have to check that out. Yeah. All right. Round three, Super Bowl 47 for me. Seven to five. Here's your chance. 
Wait, so, what was the Super Bowl? Sorry. Uh, 47. 47, okay. So Super Bowl 47 was the 49ers and Ravens. Mm-hmm. Uh uh, the score was 34 to 31. And the MVP was Joe Flacco. No way. Really? I'm, I'm pretty sure it was Joe Flacco. Wow. You brushed up on this stuff before we started. No, just no I just remember that. We talked about that one last week. All right. You're up eight to seven right now. I need to, I need to play. I need to play a good rest of the game. I got two innings left no, all right okay your next super bowl is super bowl 18 oh, okay <laughs> i think super bowl 18 was the raiders and the redskins yep 38 to 9 and marcus allen was the mvp i think you're you're right on there <laughs> so the one guy i remember and I thought of Jack Squirak, Raiders. <laughs> Jack Squirak. Yep, that's that's the guy I was thinking of. I knew he wasn't the MVP, but he's the only guy I remember from that. Well, intercepted Jack Squirak, Raiders. Jack Squirak, only Toledo. Jack Squirak. That, that game does have that famous Marcus Allen run where he reverses his field and he gets away for a moment. Jack Squirak! Jack Squirak! I'll never forget that guy's voice. This <laughs> hilarious. Yep. So, right. ten, so yeah, ten to eight. Ten to eight. My Super Bowl is forty-four. Oh man. So Super Bowl forty-four was the Saints and Colts, I know. The MVP was probably Drew Brees. Oh, the score. The score was like 31 to 24 or something. 34 17. 34 17. Or sorry, 31 17. I'm sorry. 31 17. Okay. So I got the Saints score right. I didn't get the Colts score. So I get two points for that one. So it's 10 to 10. Yeah, 31 17. 10 to 10. We're tied up. This is a hot matchup. Was Breeze? Breeze was the MVP. Yeah, yeah Breeze was oh. the MVP. Okay. All right. So your next Super Bowl. For the final round for the visiting team. <laughs> Super Bowl 12. Oh, my gosh. Was this the Cowboys and Broncos? I believe so, yep. Oh, man, I am done for. This is a tough one for some reason. I, I cannot remember the score, so I'm going to have to guess. I'm going to guess that... Roger Staubach was the MVP. And I'm going to guess that the score was 28 to 10. All right, let's see. Oh, that's a rough one. I thought I knew this one. (laughs) (laughs) Super Bowl 12. So Dallas, oh, you were close. 27 to 10. 27 to 10. Dang it. I'm going to give you that because that was... I I didn't even remember that one. <laughs> I said twenty-eight to ten. Yeah. Ah, oh, that's so close. So the MVP. It's got to say oh, here somewhere. It was uh, Randy White. Oh, Randy White. Okay. Oh, so, a- actually, actually, there were two MVPs. There was a shared Charles MVP. Martin. Yeah. Randy White, White and Harvey Martin. Man, that's a tough one. How am I supposed to get that? All right. 
Well, um, okay, I'll, so if you're giving me the point for the 28 as opposed to 27, that puts me at 12. So you need to get all three to win okay. for this next one. But you can tie is, it with the two. Okay, is this our last round, or should we do I one more? I think so. I think we're, well, if we have to go into overtime. <laughs> yeah. Okay, here we go. 33. Hmm. So 33 was the Broncos and Falcons. Uh-huh. Uh, John Elway was the MVP. This one for John. And it was like 38 to 19 or something. Oh, you're so close. 34 to 19. 34 to 19. Oh, We're man. both off on the score, but you got the MVP. So uh, can we, is that close enough to give it? Not, I don't know, because yours is four points off. Mine was one point off. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm nope. just being. I'll, I'll take the two points. Let's do an overtime. All right. We need an overtime. It's too good. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah, give me one more. This so is the tiebreaker. So Luke's overtime, Super Bowl 45 again. Let's <laughs> Yeah. Oh, let's see. Okay. Let me. Okay. Super Bowl 42. If you would have given me 45 again, I probably would have forgot the score again. <laughs> Already. <laughs> 42. Oh, my gosh. 42. Let me think here. I know 40 was the Seahawks and Steelers. 41. Oh, no, no. Wait, wait a minute. So 41. I think, that it is, I think it is the Patriots and Giants. It is, yeah. It is. And the score was 17 to 14 for the Giants. And, man, this is tough. I'm going to guess. It's either it's either Strahan or Manning in my head. I think I'm gonna go with Manning. Eli Manning. Eli Manning. Oh, Very good. 17-14. All right, I got three points. <laughs> Putting the pressure on you. <laughs> yeah. So Luke is up 14 to 12 right now. And I gotta get all three of these to win. So my Super Bowl is 29. Come on, random number generator. <laughs> Handed you the win. It, it knows we like twenty nine. I'm gonna I'm gonna do a different one. Okay, Super Bowl sixteen. Oh mm. man. So this was the 49ers and Bengals. Oh, this is a tough jo- one. Joe Montana's first Super Bowl. Uh, the 49ers won, and Joe Montana was the MVP. And the score. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my goodness. I'm going to guess. Tough. I, I think the score was like 20 to 16. 20 to 16. That's what I'm going to guess. It's a good guess. I think that's actually Super Bowl 23 that was 20 to 16. Oh man. This one was 26 to 21. 26 also to close. 20. So I got, so we're tied again. <laughs> oh my gosh. Let's just say we're both good at it. <laughs> All right. We will do a tiebreaker at a later date. Let's do one next season. We'll have another competition. All right. Sounds good. So we so could go this... all night. We might stay tied. <laughs> Although we might give the edge to you because I did say 28 instead of 27 to 10. So I did kind of fudge a point a little bit. Yeah, but it was close enough, especially for one so hard and like. Yeah, that was abstract. There was no way I was getting the MVPs plural for that. <laughs> yeah so. I don't think our documentaries ever mentioned that there were two MVPs in that game I don't even know if it did but <laughs> I don't I don't think so 
it always seemed to just brush by that one. Like that was always kind of swept under the door. They didn't focus on that one very much. Yeah, it was like the Cowboys, Roger Staubach. Okay, next Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they like bunched it in with the Broncos' four losses. Or yeah. I can't remember back in the day because that was before they even won one. But all right. So, Tyson, it is that time of week where we get to talk about our favorite football cards. Cards meant so much to us growing up. And uh, this week, I've got a special one for us. Uh, you might get a kick out of it, but it's not as funny as Steve Everett. Nonetheless, I will hold it up. <laughs> Here, it's going to be Cordell's Stewart. Oh, and classic. This is, yeah, this is a classic card. It's a Upper Deck Collector's Choice in 1996. And this was kind of in that same realm as the Junior Seau one that you were showing last week. But we thought Cordell Stewart was the coolest thing, at least for that year, because he could play wide out. He ran the ball really well. Um, I, we used to have – I couldn't find this card. I wanted to do the big card where he's oh, running yeah. into the end zone. Um, but instead I, I did this one cause I, I lost that other one, but Cordell Stewart fell off the face of the earth after this, but man, he was cool in 1995. That was his, uh, that was his thing. Or was it 96? One of those years he was a hot commodity, uh, for yeah. the Steelers. But, yeah. uh, I dug that up and I said, Cordell Stewart might've been one of the first, uh, players that I really thought was awesome. <laughs> I, I totally remember when we got that, when you got that card, because at the same time, so we were at Walmart or some store with mom and we begged her to get us uh, that, those football card sets. Cause each one came with a massive, like a huge, a big one. And uh, yours was a Dan Marino uh-huh. and mine got, was a Cordell Stewart. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> it's fantastic. Totally remember yeah. that. He's over here lined up next to Bobby Thigpen <laughs> to get ready to catch a, a pass in the end. But yeah, he was so dynamic. He seemed really cool. Looking back, he wasn't as cool as I thought he was when I was a kid, but I was innocent and you know, he was a quarterback lining up at wide receiver. So that's the yeah, cool thing. Yeah, we thought that was cool. He he didn't amount to much uh, on on the field. I I think he's a, a good guy probably in real life, uh, but yeah, that that was a cool time because no one really seemed to do that. I mean, maybe Deion Sanders would line up at a few different positions, punt returner, cornerback. He'd line up as a wide out here and there. But Cordell Stewart played quarterback, so we thought he was pretty cool. <laughs> are you, are you going to bring that thing every show? Yes, Steve Everett's going to make an appearance every time. I'm just going to sit here at some point and just slowly <laughs> Oh, my goodness. This. Oh now, my goodness. For those of you who I, can't see what's going on, I have my Steve Everett card that we talked about a few weeks ago. The really nasty looking man. <laughs> I, I Googled him after our show where, where you featured him. He was actually a first round pick uh, by the Browns. Um, and he so the, he was he was on the Browns at the time that uh, the team was sold and they became the Ravens. Oh, okay. And he actually got fined by the league. Uh, because he kept wearing a Browns bandana under his Ravens helmet <laughs> because to protest the team leaving Cleveland. Wow. Really interesting. Anyway. That's insane. Wow, that's quite a story in and of itself right there, man. So, Tyson, what we like to do for our final segment of the show is we like to choose a random number again, this time between 1 and 99, and 
I'll say a number and you say a number and it brings we each bring up respectively the first NFL player that comes to mind to wear that number on their jersey. So your number this week is number 50. For some reason Gary Plummer comes to mind. <laughs> For me, for the 49ers. I believe he was number 50, wasn't he? He was. I guess I didn't think of Mike Singletary. There you go. I that's think of Mike Singletary. That's who I thought of first was Mike Singletary, but Gary Plummer. Gary Plummer. <laughs> oh, man. I totally forgot about him. Oh, my gosh. Gary Plummer of the 94 49ers, the enforcer, <laughs> along with Kenneth Norton. No, just kidding. Oh, man. <laughs> Yeah, wow. So, yeah, Singletary, I think, would probably be a little more iconic with that. But <laughs> Yeah, I, I would agree. I didn't even think of Gary Plummer. Yeah, my goodness. Yeah, 50. That's that's a little bit less of a ward number. I don't even know who. Yeah, I can't think of any. You guys let us know in the comments if you think of anyone or email the show. Let us know um, because, my goodness, 50. I'm sure there's someone hiding out there, but. I can't think of them right now. I'll go with Singletary and Plumber. <laughs> okay. Nice. Oh, my gosh. All right. So your number for this week is 29. 29? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So Sam Madison was the first guy I thought of. Oh, nice. On the, on the Dolphins. Um, and uh, Minka Fitzpatrick, their, their rookie, is 29 as well. I thought of Eric Dickerson. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I probably should have thought of him first. I thought he's kind of the iconic one. <laughs> he, he is, yeah. We, we did the opposite. You thought of the iconic one. I thought of the iconic one. Then you thought of Sam Madison. And I thought of Gary Plummer. Both from our <laughs> respective favorite teams. I know that's probably why. Like th those two teams come up a lot because <laughs> <laughs> we we know all the players on those teams and their numbers. Yeah. But uh, I also thought of Earl Thomas and uh, Legarrette Blount. Oh, yeah. Those are two other good ones. Wow. I do think Dickerson's the iconic one, though. Oh, oh yeah, for sure. I have no idea why he didn't come to mind. <laughs> <laughs> it might be because he was on the Rams and the Colts. Sometimes guys who switch teams around don't come to mind as easily if there's someone who is, seems to just be on that one team. But I see highlights of Dickerson on the Colts and the Rams. So, Oh, yeah. He's got a football life out there, too, doesn't he? So good. Yeah, it's one of my favorite ones. <laughs> he's a big he's a big Rams supporter now too. I know he was uh back when Jeff Fisher was the coach, they just moved to LA. He was kind of a critic of Fisher and uh, how he was running the Rams. So Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, classic numbers, man. <laughs> We really appreciate you guys listening to the show, and we are going to be back next week to do our final podcast of the regular season. Um, actually, it is the playoffs, but then we're going to check in a few times in the offseason, but you won't be getting weekly podcasts from us during the offseason. We will check in, however. So in the meantime, we will be checking the email. At least I will. I don't know if Tyson will. <laughs> be sure to email us. Uh, Tyson, what's our email address? So our email address is directsnappodcast at gmail.com. Uh, Luke will check it. I'll think about checking it, and then I won't. <laughs> yeah, you, you, have a, you have a job, so you, you, you're too busy. But uh, and then also uh, hit us up on Twitter. Our Twitter handle is uh, dadsnap. <laughs> is that what it is? Dadsnap. Yep. So dad's dad snap. snap. 
Yeah, that's our handle. That's kind of difficult, but you guys haven't tweeted us yet anyways. I'm looking at you guys right now. You need to tweet us. Let us know, and I'll be checking that email. <laughs> yep, we have a lot of uh, bots following us on Twitter because <laughs> we don't have any real followers, except Alyssa. I think Alyssa follows us. But Oh, shout out to Alyssa. Thank you so much. We'll bring you on the show one of these days so you can tell us all about the Seahawks. <laughs> <laughs> after After 2012. Yeah, after oh, <laughs> hey guys, thank you so much for listening. We'll be sure to catch you next week and enjoy Super Bowl 53. Jack Squirrack! 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 Jack Squirrack!